Hi, and welcome back to MBEF's In the Know podcast. This is your host, Ellen Padnos. As you may know, MBEF is celebrating our 40th anniversary this year. Hillary thought this milestone anniversary would be a great opportunity to do a retrospective of MBEF. MBEF plays such a critical role in our children's day every single day, and it may not have happened if not for the dedication and persistence of the guests you'll hear from today. There are many, many people who have contributed to MBEF over the past 40 years, and many who could have spoken on this podcast today. We reached out to Bob Weiner and Carolyn Lesserman as they are still involved in MBEF and we see them at our events. A huge thanks to all who have been leaders, donors, and supporters at any point the past 40 years. You have all been part of making our schools great. And as we say, great schools make a great community. I learned so much about MBEF's history through Bob, his wife, Elaine, who was also there at the beginning and started a lot of the fundraisers, and Carolyn. I hope you enjoy hearing their stories about MBEF's history as much as I did. Thanks for listening. Hillary, before we get into our interviews with Bob and Carolyn, I just wanted to sit down with you, our current leader at MBEF. This was your idea to do this episode on the history of MBEF. Why did you think this would be an important episode? Thank you, Ellen. The past 40 years, the Manhattan Beach Education Foundation has grown a lot. We have not only grown in funding, our annual contribution to the Manhattan Beach Unified School District has grown from a small percentage of the budget to a very large and significant part of the budget. But we also have grown in scope and breadth of the number of programs that we're making possible for students within our district. Our organization is successful because we all in this community believe in education. And we believe that the impact that we have on students today in the classroom will have a tremendous impact on our society and world long-term. Within the last four decades, our community has joined together to impact our schools in the amount of $100 million. This year, we are hitting our $100 million mark. This year, we are hitting 40 years of support. It is really the forethought of our leaders, those who came before us, who really said, let's make this happen. Let's join together and create a way to support our students. It is that forethought that we're continually now standing up for and promoting in our community again today. Yeah, it really is amazing when you think about people 40 years ago had that motivation to to get this started and we're still benefiting from it. It reminds me of that Isaac Newton quote that I love. If I have seen further, it is by standing on the shoulder of giants. So here we are doing great things and standing on the shoulder of giants. Thank you. How can we all be part of celebrating this 40th anniversary and $100 million moment that we're in now? (laughs) Well, this weekend, Saturday, May 6th, uh, in Metlock's Plaza from 10 to 12, we are having an anniversary celebration. We will be joined by Senator Ben Allen, Assemblymember Al Maratucci, our own mayor, Richard Montgomery, Superintendent Dr. John Bowes, and the majority of our board from MBEF, as well as the endowment. 
We have invited educators. We have invited administrators. We have invited past donors and supporters. We have invited volunteers and the entire community to come together and celebrate the success that we've had in our schools. Great. And that's Metlocks this Saturday, May 6th from 10 to 12. That's right. Okay. Yes. Great. And the more the merrier. Everyone is welcome. We would love to see you there. Everyone is welcome. We will have baked goods from Manhattan Bread and Bagel. We'll have coffee from Pure Bean. We will have ice cream from Handles. Oh, so it's going to be a fun celebration. Absolutely. And I just want to take this moment to congratulate you because I know you worked so hard on that art installation. It is it is so beautiful. Let, let's talk about that. Several years ago, our organization thought it would be a wonderful tribute to our community to thank them for the support that we've built over the years. And we brought it to city council. And after much discussion, it was approved. And we've worked on really developing a piece of art that would stand for education in our community and thank everyone who has been supportive. It also calls out specific donors who have gone above and beyond with their donations to build what we have here in Manhattan Beach Unified School District. So the unveiling of the wall will also occur on Saturday. It has been installed, and I will say our artist, professional Betsy Schulz from North San Diego County, did an amazing job of capturing the imagination of a young child or student and what sort of elements might be happening in her thought process. And and it really is a creative piece that invites the viewer to explore. Yeah. And that's exactly what a student is invited to do. It is perfect. I saw it for the first time yesterday. It is just beautiful. So I hope everyone listening can come out and enjoy the celebration. And thank you again for all you do. Thank you, Ellen. <laughs> Great. So I'm sitting in Bob and Elaine Weiner's beautiful backyard. Thank you so much for having me over today. And it's such a treat to meet you both. I didn't realize when I called you that you were actually one of the original founders yeah. of MBE. Yeah. We have a lot to be grateful for to, to you both and the other five people who you started this with. So first... Thank you. Okay. You have set the foundation for us on a program that still lives on today. Did you know we just donated $100 million? We just reached the $100 million that MBES donated. Isn't the that first, The first fundraiser was about 50000 or oh, maybe forty. That's a lot. Yeah. It was for then. I, I remember the comments. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Elaine. We pay taxes for our schools. What are you talking? I mean, it was like, you are nuts, lady. What are you talking about? <laughs> and, you know, I smilingly said, I'm not nuts. But anyway, um, it it really has grown. And it, I, my feeling, it, it, it just brought the best people together. It still does. It still, it still does. does. So, yeah, that's it's really privilege. It's a privilege to yeah. have been there. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, and I'm so happy. That Hillary had this idea to celebrate you both and to really make this 40th anniversary about the founders. Anyway, well, uh, I have some notes. Oh, I just, great. Yeah, I'd yes. love to hear your notes. You know, the, the uh, Ed Foundation was initiated when a small group of parents wanted to enrich the school experience and to provide support to the schools in Manhattan Beach. 
uh, some parents have learned from other school districts like in Beverly Hills and Palos Verdes, uh, they had set up support groups and uh, we've had some conversations with these people at the time. Yeah, because they're, you know, roughly uh, the, the same monetary uh, wealth and such. It was really necessary to supplement the funding from the state because the state was cutting the budget at the time and also they were lowering the funding for wealthy districts like Manhattan Beach. So uh, we really wanted to provide a better experience for the students. So a small group of us got together and we met with the superintendent and got the go-ahead to set it up. And with help with uh, some parent lawyers, we incorporated and solicited other uh, committee members. Uh, I served as the second president and I remained in a su supporting role for the MBEF for about 15 or 20 years. I'd go to the meetings and just to be a corporate memory. <laughs> Great. Yeah, you probably had a lot of institutional knowledge that you could share. Yeah, a little bit anyway. <laughs> but anyway, at the time was when we started, we met with city organizations, businesses, and present, and then also the present and incoming parents to solicit contributions. We stressed the need for the enrichments in, in the school programs, uh, particularly science, music, arts smaller class size uh, and we initiated uh, the fundraising evenings uh, that continue to this day. <laughs> yes, the, the fun events are still a big part of MBE. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think the first, uh, the, the first evenings yielded about thirty or forty thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. Which we in those days, was, yeah. we were overwhelmingly yeah, thankful, thankful. thankful. Yeah, and and the evenings were well received by the parents of the community, and uh, uh, Elaine was happy to help yeah. <laughs> do what that. What a great team yeah. you guys make! Yeah. So, did the parents in the community was it a common thing that you would talk about with your friends forty years ago? Like, hmm, our class sizes are getting big, and you know, we don't see as much music, or was it more the six of you who went to the superintendent and said, we can do more? Well, there were a lot of people that, there that were people. yeah. They may not have initiated it, but when we got into a, a warm, not a dark, uh, conversation, oh yes, I can see that, you know, those books really are old. Or as we spoke with each other about our observations and as we saw the needs, and as a result of that, MBEF is, yeah, $100 well, million dollars later. <laughs> and, and you know, people, we be talking with people, and they're sending their kids to private schools. Private instead schools. of, you know, instead of the city schools. Right. The classes were really big, and uh, the state was not supporting the, you know, the rich districts, right. if you will. Right, yeah, there's a there's a lot to support but in our district we still want to educate our kids with the newest books and give them access to these beautiful music programs and smaller class sizes and yeah. all the things that can really um, that work together to send them into the world continue to yeah. grow. continue to grow
started this when your son, who's your oldest, was at Grandview? Yeah. Was he in third grade, second grade, third yeah, grade? Yeah, about third. Uh, our daughter was just, in, I think, in kindergarten. kindergarten. Oh, okay. And so we started out with the parents there to get them an Ed Foundation. You know. Great, great. And it was, it was, I mean, we were not rah, rah, rah at all, but there was real, wait a minute, um, what did you just say? There's always been money for the schools. What are you talking about? What happened, you know? And so there was a, there was a, uh, uh, it was a warm exchange, but there was really new information was presented to our community of this need, even something as simple, which isn't simple at all, books, yeah. up-to-date books, right. that kind of thing. And so there were many, many ways to approach the subject that people could identify with. That is an excellent example of something that you can see, and it's almost like you get used to things being a certain way, and then when someone points it out to you, you're like, oh yeah, I don't Wait want my minute, kids using 20-year-old yeah. textbooks. Yep, exactly, exactly, yeah. yeah. So if you started at Grandview, how did you make this bigger than a Grandview thing? Because I think there could have been the initial idea to say, okay, Grandview parents are going to raise money for Grandview. You know, and then if Robertson yeah. people want to do mm -hmm. something. How did this move from an idea of school-specific to incorporating all five of the schools? Well, we started out with people from different schools. Oh, you did? Okay. Pacific, and, uh, at least Pacific, I know, was there. Mm -hmm. And uh, they noticed Robinson, each other. Yeah. Okay. And that's not a very sophisticated way to say it, but everybody's thinking, mm, "Good schools, good schools," and oh my gosh, what are those two doing? You know, the, so it it was it was really, it wasn't easy, but it was sort of natural. A few years because uh, you know the, the schools had PTAs and the PTAs were raising money too, right. so there yeah. was a little competition for the money, and then you know. Uh, for people says well people said well why should I give to the Ed Foundation I'd rather give it to my school right so right. we had that for for a while but mm -hmm. after a while people really coalesced around around the Ed Foundation great and because uh, we were really uh, starting to make some real money and it was you know for the schools it was great so I have a question. Right now, a lot of people move here for our schools um, because our schools are known as some of the best in the state, you know, in large yeah. part thanks to, you know, the superintendent and the leadership around him. They're outstanding. And the teachers um, and MBEF. There are so many factors that make our schools extraordinary. At the time, were our schools considered something special 40 years ago? It was one of the better, I, I think it was one of the better school districts after a while. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I think, think after that. expected it yeah. because they looked at the town and towns that have the kind of, there's some money in this town. Yeah. Was there a specific catalyst that's, that made you say, hey, we have to do this? Or was it just the observations that you made and the people that you met? I think there was, I don't know that this would be the biggest at all, but there was talk just among people about how old our textbooks were getting. 
some of those practical things. Wait a minute, you know, that's history, but you know, that's an old book. So uh, wanting to be as good as we could possibly be mm-hmm. is what I'm talking about with yeah. examples like textbooks. That's a great example. And if you remember, why wouldn't you go to the PTA and say, hey, PTA, we need to do this? I'm just wondering, because you were right, and this is really where you're being visionaries, you and your, your well, colleagues being yeah. visionaries, you know, yeah. say, no, no, this is, the PTAs are great, and our schools desperately need our PTAs, but there's more that we need here. Yeah, well, the ed, the PTAs were fundraising, too, and yeah. they were doing a good job. I think one of the, but I think one of the real forces is this, the state just not providing sufficient money, and and again, because we are a wealthy district. We're down at the bottom of, uh, of the amount of per student income from the state. Right, right. So I think that was very significant. Yeah. There was the most recent parcel tax. How do you feel? You've lived in town for 48 years. You started MBEF, so you've done your, your good for our yeah. schools. How do you both feel about a parcel tax, and you probably know seniors are exempt if they fill in the paperwork. No, if we pay. We're we're, we're happy. We're happy. Okay. Oh, thank you. We, we like to put money where it's needed. Yeah. And that includes that. Even if it's it was just for us from a financial standpoint, mm-hmm. if the schools are better than the property said, somebody's going to sell this house some point. Right. You know, and the better it is. So, but that isn't the the main reason. But, but certainly a practical way to look at it as well. Yeah, but uh, that, uh, yeah, we want the best schools around. Great. You have two children. You love our town. You know, we are all part of this wonderful unit. Absolutely. Just from a wisdom perspective, not even MBEF. Anything you can share with our parents that we can learn from you. I know this is a very big question. Sorry about that. Uh, I, you know, this, this isn't a really uh, brilliant well, statement, but I think talking to each other, I know that sounds very simple, but interacting with people meaningfully uh, about who they are and what their lives. We have worked with the homeless for how many years have we been a volunteer? At, uh, several churches are together, but we serve foods on Tuesday nights to a small church in Redondo. But, you know, things like that are part of our nature, and we feel it's part of the nature of a lot of people around us Mm -hmm. to help others. Yep. I just heard a great quote. I don't know if I'll remember it. Something like, the bigger you serve, the bigger your life is, or something like that. I believe it. I believe it. That's not it. I wish I could remember it exactly. No, but I get the meaning, and I think it's absolutely true. It opens us. It does. To others. Yeah, and that's we're social beings, right? So I just to be connected that. with each other. Yep, yep, yep. And we're very lucky to agree on it too. We have quite an old marriage, fifty-two years. Oh, so congratulations. Uh, Any final thoughts or comments or uh, just very happy that the Ed Foundation is still around. We're so proud. I mean to think Shame. about something to be forty years old. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, I just in thinking about this, that that's what we started back then. Uh, it's just amazing that it's... Yeah, but this is quite a legacy to be part of. We really found open ears and open hearts. Yes. 
and I think that still exists in this community. Oh, I do, open I do, ears, I do, I do, I totally believe it, and I see it. So. Thank you so much for joining me. Today. I'm sure it's just. I mean, I just hear such good things about what's going on now, and I'm saying yes. So I'm sitting down with Carolyn Lesserman in our MBEF offices. I sat with Bob and Elaine outside, and we had a lot of wind, so <laughs> it'll be a little bit quieter now. It's so nice to see you. Thank you for sitting down with me. Oh, thank you for inviting me. Oh, of course, of course. And thank you for being part. This is a celebration of MBEF and our 40th anniversary, and you have been a huge part of MBEF. Can you tell me a little bit about your involvement? Sure. Um, I first joined the MBEF board in 1996, and I was on the board for several years. I was president for three of those. And then we had some changes in the office and I decided to help out for a little bit and then I decided to stay. So I actually became an employee, um, but that was way down the road. And I did that for several years. And then I retired, but then I still come back every year and I work the wine auctions. Okay, great. So your kids are grown up now. We were just yes. talking about yes. they're all over the country. Yes. And I have twin boys that are 36, and I have a daughter who's 32. Okay. So, yeah. Great. If you can go back 25 years, what was your impetus for getting involved in MBEF? It was soon after the district re, um, we redistricted. So, because what happened is Redondo Union and Maricosta were one district. I didn't know that. Yeah, and they splintered off. Huh. And so Manhattan Beach Unified, before the redistricting, was only the middle school and the elementary schools. So when they redistrict, the high school was now part, Maricosta was now part of Manhattan Beach Unified School District. And it was new. It had happened a couple years before my kids. I I started when my kids were in elementary school looking at MBEF. But I thought, you know, Maricosta needs a lot of help. But I'm not going to get there and complain about it. I want to do something now. So that was my impetus, really, for starting getting involved in the Ed Foundation when my kids were in elementary school. Because I thought, you know, it's it's a big, it's a district. You have to look at more than just where your children are. Right. Right. Like growth in and success is really the whole of it. It's not individual. So, um, so that's why I started. Do you remember what kind of flags go up that? this is a big deal? Because I don't know if I would have been as aware. How did, how did you know that they would need a lot of help? I would hear things about Maricosta, like not great things. Oh, <laughs> so, interesting. So that's okay. why I was like, hmm, well, Ed Foundation how does all of this. How can I help? I can't, PTA at Penny Camp, which is where I was at the time, can't help Maricosta. So how can, I, how can I help with programs? And I wanted to know about the grant process and how that worked and all that. Yeah. That's great. Um, your service was an important time of history of MBEF in that the state made some severe cuts during that time. Yes. When I was president, there were severe cuts coming down from the state. And we were notified, you know, there's that March deadline for the teachers getting their pink slips. And the district made it known that they were going to be cutting all these teachers, and it was a significant number. And so we, as a collaborative group, um, it was Ed Foundation, it was PTA, it was Schoolside Council, anybody that had any impetus on fundraising or any kind of funds, we met on a regular basis. How are we going to solve this problem? Um, And so we came up with this 
what was called Vital Programs, and it was another fundraiser that the Ed Foundation did in the spring. So it was a dish in addition to the annual appeal and right. the wine auction. It right. was like, hey, it was a, this is we're in trouble thing. here. So we wanted to raise one point five million. I think we raised one point eight. In it was I, it was a huge effort. There were so many boots on the ground because we had to not only ask for the money, but we had to explain what was happening to all these parents that wouldn't necessarily be involved in the district, you know, on right. a regular basis. Yeah. So there was a lot of phone calls and PTAs and Ed Foundation. We all worked together as best we could. And and that we did that in two months. We raised one point five million, which was unheard of at the time. I know now it's a drop in the bucket compared oh, to what no, we raised. No, it's not at all. <laughs> it's still a huge part of our budget. So we raised that and it went toward allowing the district not to give out those pink slips. So then the fall started, we had a new superintendent and we realized in order to keep these programs, we have to keep raising this money. So so was that, excuse me for interrupting, was that when MBEF really took a huge leap from, you know, uh, the music program and all the and things like that to like okay we have to step it up to the next level yes okay. that's what happened because we realized that okay great we had one fundraiser and we're saving these teachers for the next year but what's going to happen after that we have right. to keep doing this yeah the, the state wasn't going to come <clears throat> excuse me come down with more money so we at that point had a new superintendent Gwen Gross and she's like I am not going to allow PTA to pay for this this program and and school site council to pay for that program i want it coming from one entity so we collaboratively again got together with the ptas and we figured out how we could do this how we could go out to the parents educate them and change this fundraising model what it ends up you know today it said that Ed Foundation pays for people and PTAs pay for things. Well, that was the start of that. Okay. And so PTAs would be part of our fundraising campaign. They would be the ones really pushing it because they they were on the ground right. at each site. And so they really helped with that process. I'm so proud of that collaboration. It was hard, but it was so wonderful to be a part of yeah. because people understood the greater good and that's what it was about. It really was. I mean, it's the ultimate example of our community coming together for the greater good. Yes, and it's still happening today, so I'm really excited about that. You know, it's really fun to see, and people understand. Um, Parents understand what their children's education, what they get by supporting MBEF. And um, fortunately, we've had a couple of other times where we've had big cuts from the district, and parents have come through, but this was like the biggest shock. Yeah, I want to say, um, and it, it helped right. really start a really good way of a nice model, and and everybody's works together. As for it was pretty separated before that, okay. so it it was it's a really nice fundraising model to go with, yeah. and it's worked for all this year, all these years. That was in two thousand and three. Okay, great. So. The model does work so beautifully. We were just at a board meeting the other night, and one of the PTA presidents said. So much of the work done in making phone calls to help raise money for MBEF is done by PTM. Of course, of course. I mean, it's but it's mm-hmm. really beautiful. There, it's the greater good. Mm-hmm. And during my time, <clears throat> that's when we, since PTA was doing so much, that's when we 
put the PTA presidents on the board. Oh, okay. Because that was smart. I mean, they—they're a part of this. They're and a huge so part of this. They needed to have input too. Yeah. You know, they needed to have a vote. They needed to have all kinds of input. So it was really important that they be part of the MBEF board. Great. Yeah, I think that's important too. It still helps. The total that MBEF contributes is 8 to 10% of the overall MBUSD budget. What do our schools look like without that 8 to 10%? I would say they're kind of plain like vanilla. Okay. (laughs) They, you wouldn't have the music programs you have, you wouldn't have makerspace or any of those, I call them extras, but they're, they're part of the curriculum, but it would, and the class sizes would be bigger. So it would be very, no PE. At one point we had, we were going to cut, they did cut PE and they were able to bring it back. That was in later years, but that was a big deal because parents don't want to lose anything and you can't blame them. right? Right. But as soon as those budget issues come through it's there has to be cuts or there has to be more money right Right. raised it is what it is and so there's so many things that our kids I always say our and I always talk about MBEF Mm -hmm. as in we there's so many things that are benefited by the fundraising that is done yeah that to not have it you don't really know what that looks like right that's yeah that's kind of my you know? point yeah it's hard to think about what our schools would be like but I think vanilla is a great it would be like 40 kids in a classroom and you know no extras right no basically. college and career center I'm right. um, at the high school right a lot less counselors right. so a lot of those you know you'd still have some programs but they would be severely impacted right yeah right well right. thank you sure this, I know you've done so much and it's, it it is so important. We all have, all the parents have so much on their plates. Mm -hmm. So to be one of the people who did educate the parents, you know, thank you. And and really educated the community. And I feel like MBEF is such a hub that brings us all together. It's, it, it's a great um, organization. And I think it's done so much for the collaboration of parents. Yeah. I so, think so as well. I think that's that's the true benefit of MBEF, beside all the programs that they do. Yeah. It actually makes people understand that we're all, the greater is, the whole is greater when everybody's involved. Yeah. So, Great. Yeah. Well, it's a perfect note to end on. Thank you. Well, are you coming on Saturday? Yes. Okay, good, good, good. We, well, I'll, be, I'll see you there. And yes. uh, if people come up to you, talk to you about this interview. <laughs> Thank you so much for Thank sitting you. down with me today. This was great. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it.